0: by Jason Bryan and providing the latest insights on telecoms trends from around the world. This is Rocco Radio.
1: Welcome to Well Connected. On this week's show, I speak with Vedrana Miholic, whom I had the pleasure of meeting recently at the was 8 event in Croatia. Vedrana spoke in the Women in Tech sessions at Was, and it was a great pleasure to get to know her a little better. In her interview, Vedrana tells us about her role in STEMI, learning by creating, a place where people are encouraged to create new things, such as their hexapod robot, where you can literally build your own robot, learning how to assemble it, and how to create a mobile application with which you can control it. As more and more women are needed in tech to make this field more diverse, it was really encouraging to hear Vedrana talk about the progress they are making with this STEMI solution.
0: The whole idea is that we want to shift kids from being just technology users, what they all are, to become creators. And it is amazing to watch them, how, ch- how they change during the process like butterflies and how they gather all the confidence they need in order to really bloom in the future.
1: Well, it's a real pleasure to be here in Rovinj. I'm not exactly sure how to say it. Rovinj or Ravinj. Ravinj. with huh? Rovinj. Rovin. I love it. <laughs> it's a really beautiful place. And I'm with Vedrana Mihovic.
0: Yeah.
1: Who is a board member of a very important uh, group called STEMI. How are you doing today?
0: Fine. It's sunny it's pleasant, so I'm feeling great. It's really not, um, great to be here.
1: We just were both panelists on the Women in Tech session here at the GSMA WAS event. And it was really interesting to hear your presentation um, today. Can you tell us a little bit more about... Let's start with yourself. How did you get into the tech world?
0: Oh. Well... Um, I somehow think I was always in tech world. So my mom used to be one of the first mainframe programmers in Croatia. So when I was a kid, I used to draw on a big uh, white papers that come out of the mainframe. (laughs) So I was kind of very close to zeros and uh, ones when I was a kid. And so it was somehow natural. So I used to be a coder. Myself and then my career advanced and I became project manager and consultant and ended up in sales, in fact, but in, in quite big creation, uh, enterprise development company.
1: You, you must have felt quite different to the people around you. I mean, other girls your age... Is that true? Yeah,
0: I think I was lucky enough that I was brought up in the neighborhood. There were only boys. So we were playing like war games and stuff when I was a kid. So it wasn't that strange being among uh, many males and uh, uh, now in IT. Uh, but then again, I have many friends who, uh, who, were, who um, are enge- mathematical engineers, as I am. So it was not that strange. Uh, somehow in these countries here, there was a huge tradition of um, women studying uh, engineering uh, 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 faculties uh, in the 70s and 60s. So we m- must be grateful to our mothers and generation before us.
1: Yeah, indeed. In fact, when I think about university degrees in technology, they are mostly around engineering. But, you know, telecoms has changed so much that it's actually in all different uh, verticals of business these days. Tell us a little bit more about STEMI. You're on the board of STEMI. What does STEMI do? Can you introduce us to the company?
0: Sure. So STEMI is a startup that created a do-it-yourself robot. It's a very cool six-legs hexapod that kids are able to assemble from the first uh, small board uh, to end product. Kids are even able to develop their own mobile app based on App Inventor. And so they can make the robot start with this cool walk that it has. And the whole idea is that we want to shift kids from being just technology users, what they all are, to become creators. And it is amazing to watch them, how ch- how they change during the process like butterflies and how they gather all the confidence they need in order to really bloom in the future.
1: Yeah, because I remember doing physics at school, right, and things like that. And there were some things which were, very, you know, chemistry, that very exciting. When you realized what what nature can do and what technology and mechanics can do, One question is towards you is, is this appealing both to to male and female? Is it something which uh, boys and girls are involved with?
0: Yeah, so it it is hard. And I think we need to make an extra effort in order to get girls to be uh, really motivated to do so. It seems like boys, when they see the box and they see the product, they immediately want to, to assemble it. It's like an urge. Girls are a little bit intimidated and they are frightened if they are going to be successful so they need some support or some groups to do it together or something like that but we are really trying to make the product be appealing to the girls as well and i think this is something that that we need to do that's our like uh, purpose to to shift this mindset
1: The toys define define sexuality, don't they? But these days, of course, you know, if we think about technology and the industry we're in, the users of the technology, let's say the smartphone, these are people who are of all ages, completely diverse background, but not necessarily the people who are creating those devices are, you know, from the diverse backgrounds. Do you see those shortcomings? Do you see that there is really diversity in, in how things are produced?
0: I see that there there is often leakage of diversity. I can see that there there is more and more effort uh, being made to to bridge this this gap, and and I'm like I'm very optimistic person. So I somehow try only to follow the progress, <laughs> not to focus on the leakage. So I think that things are going to change, but still there is so much thing to do. So that's that's something I see nowadays.
1: Yeah, because we want. We want women as well as men, and in fact, you know, people of all you know genders or, or natures to be involved in the Internet of Things, right? Because the Internet of Things is affecting everything around us. We think about the car. You know, it has several SIM cards in that for different purposes. So what more do you think we can do to get more diversity in the delivery of or the invention of Internet of Things solutions?
0: We need to ask diverse people what they really need. I'm often being asked to be a mentor or jury member for some startup uh, things. And what I very often see is that people skip to really understand needs of the people who will use their products. And this is happening at all scales. Even big companies do that, small companies does that. So I think that uh, there will be a moment when market is going to punish you if you are not being really, really (laughs) addressing real problems. And that will be the point when products will be fit to use for everybody. So we need to be patient (laughs) or clever, (laughs) so it depends.
1: No, it's interesting, isn't it? Because if I, if I have a big company and I want to, I want to understand what the market wants, what do I do? Well, I could have a user group session or I could have a session where I bring different people from the community to talk about what their needs are. But usually there are very small groups. Now we have social media, we have the internet. Do you think there is more possibility to learn about the diverse needs of, of humanity? Sure.
0: sure. First of all, I think. We should be really ready for real answers, not the ones we expect. Because very often we do many different surveys, but we are kind of hoping to get real results. So that's very important. And the second one, I I am really a strong believer in multigenerational knowledge. And I think that with all those articles that millennials are like this or that, we are cutting the most important, how do you say that, branch we are sitting at. Because they can provide so many different answers. I'm really blessed that I'm working with this STEMI startup who are 20 ish, and they're already gathering around them kids who are even younger 17, 16. And when you talk, with those kids, it's amazing how they see not only technology and innovation, but business as well. They can already anticipate what's going to be successful. So I think that uh, we should reach to those younger generations to find answers what's going to be, what's going to work and what's not going to,
1: to work. One one final question for you we heard on the stage before about a US mandate where you know there has to be a certain percentage of women on the board of of directors of a company what is the situation in Croatia today in terms of women getting those those kind of positions
0: I don't uh, have actual numbers mm. I think it's very similar to many western countries so there is as, again huge uh, room for improvement I was laughing when you asked this question because I was silent at the stage when this question popped up. And my boss asked me later, why were you so silent <laughs> regarding this question? Because I usually have a strong opinion on, on matters. But this matter is not easy to solve. I think, you know, it, it, um, we need to make huge steps in order to educate enough female, so they can really take places on boards, and it's like a hen and egg. So if we start with those policies and we just don't have enough women, then some women who are not equipped with skills and knowledge will pop in the boards, and they will not be good Mm. because they cannot be good. They're not skilled enough at that point. And that then we will get a wrong impression that things are not working. So I'm really reluctant how how to have opinion how to solve this problem. I I need it needs to be much bigger action than just quoting. So it's hard one.
1: It certainly seems that sponsorship was a very big yes. important yeah. topic on the agenda. And that we should also look to, to try and sponsor people through the course of their career to help them.
0: I think this is really working. I see this is working and uh, this can be helpful. And sure, we need to do something for, for, uh, to help uh, women being promoted, to want to be promoted. This is, I think, an issue as well. I yeah. think many women are just happy uh, at a certain level. They, they think they are now good in what they do. They have families and they just think it's enough. And it's not. So we need to encourage them as well. Mm. So there is a lot of work to do.
1: Vedrana, thank you so much for taking the time to speak to me. It's a real pleasure to meet you. And uh, we will look out for STEMI and we will learn from your expertise. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you. Bye.
1: We hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. Look out for more in the Well Connected series in the coming weeks. Company Rocco has just published its innovation report 2018. Check out the market leaders at RoccoResearch.com and see how all the vendors are ranked. Until next time, this is Jason Bryan, and you've been listening to Well Connected from Rocko Radio.